Hi! Welcome to Don't Know Beach About History, short histories of Long Beach, brought to you by the Long Beach Public Library. This is a brand new podcast. In fact, this is the first episode, and in each episode we'll be featuring different stories that have made this great and unique city what it is. My name is Jeff Whalen, and I'm Special Collections Librarian at the Long Beach Public Library. And today, for our first episode, we'll be talking about Minnie the Whale, Long Beach's famous whale skeleton. Or it used to be famous, anyway, back at the turn of the last century, after some teens discovered a giant fin whale stuck in the water near the beach near Alamitos Avenue and pulled it to shore. Minnie became an item of great local fascination and civic pride, both as a giant dead whale on the beach and then later as a giant whale skeleton on display in various public locations around Long Beach in the ensuing decades. And even though the fascination around Minnie faded with time and Minnie fell into disuse and neglect in later years, this giant whale skeleton helped put Long Beach on the map in its early days. And the story of Minnie remains an unusual and undeniable part of Long Beach history. Today joining me is Josh Sanchez, the teen services librarian at the library. Hi, Josh. Hey, Jeff. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming in. First, let me say I had a lot of fun researching this story. One thing I found is that there is a lot of conflicting information out there about how the whole thing went down. That's interesting. Yeah. There's even conflict about who discovered the whale in the first place. Was it these two teenage boys or was it these two other teenage boys? It's a mystery and it happened a long time ago. So we shall endeavor, Josh, to tell the story the best we can. Looking forward to it. There's so much going on in this story, this is actually going to be a two-part episode. Okay, Josh, you ready? Can't wait. All right. Our story begins on May 20th, 1897, when two teenage boys were, I don't know, what what were teenage boys doing back in 1897? Were they doing the little sticks with the hoops? They were rolling their hoops. Whatever the teenage boys were doing in 1897, when they happened, they perchance to notice this shape in the water spouting from its blowhole, and they hustled on down to the beach. And this is the beach where Alamitos Avenue hits the water. The whale was alive at that point? The whale was alive, but you know usually when the whale gets close to shore like that, it's not a good sign. What has happened to the whale? He's, he's come out to die. He's crazy. He got hit by a ship. He's sick. He's lost. He's afraid to go home because he traded the cow for some magic beans. It's, you know, whatever happens. So they ran down to the beach where nearby some movers were working. They borrowed a rope from the workers and they swam out. And they were able to hook the rope around the whale's tail. And then they swam back to shore and they started to pull. But the fellas couldn't get this whale onto the beach. So the movers come help and they're pulling. And the movers bring in their donkeys because this was the time of mover donkeys. Like if you were moving, you should get some donkeys to help. This was, this was the style of the time. So anyway, they hook up the donkeys to the ropes and the whale's pulling and the donkeys are pulling and the whale's pulling and the donkeys are pulling. And it's just one of these classic nature stories. Nature versus nature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you hear about like who would win, like a, a, a shark versus like a, a tiger or whatever. So they get the whale close enough to the beach that when the tide comes in, they stake the ropes to the ground. And then when the tide goes out again, you got yourself a beached whale. Brilliant. There's a couple photos of the whale on the beach that you can see on our website, by the way. Have you seen them? Uh, yeah. 
Okay, well, they're on our website on the digital archives, lbpl.org. One of the photos has Minnie on the beach, still alive and still spouting. About five or six guys there, all with hats. Because everybody had a hat back then. Everybody. And you didn't lose your hat ever. Even if you were capturing a whale, it simply wasn't done. You always had to have your hat. And in the next picture, it's sometime later, and it looks like the whale's probably dead, maybe at this point. And it's a posed photo with dozens of people gathered around the whale. And if you have an image in your mind about what people looked like at a beach in 1897, you are 100% correct. That's exactly how everybody looked. They're fully dressed. They got coats, ties, mustaches, and hats. You better believe they had hats. And how, about, how about somber expressions? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like no smile. All the children look like a spirit from the old grandpa guy had gone into the children. They look like they're just looking for a Ouija board to inhabit. You know how people a long time ago, no matter how old they were, they looked like they were adults? Yeah. It's yeah. super weird, yeah. Anyway, in the second picture, you can see our two young men standing on top of the whale triumphant. I actually did want to mention as a brief aside, I am like really impressed with this idea that these two kids, like one, they see this sick whale and their instinct is, hey, let's pull it onto shore. There's something that I find fascinating that that's your instinct to be like, this is what I want to do. And then secondly, the fact that they got the rope around the whale, because it wasn't a small whale, if memory serves. No, and it was not a small whale. It was a 63 foot long fin whale and those are really big those are the second largest whales that there are i don't know like this i'm like picturing like these two kids like swimming out because i'm sure it was like not right on the beach but it was you know a ways out they say that it was about 150 yards out okay that's pretty far that's further than i was thinking like the coordination to have to like wrap it around also like in the water and like this was before the the breakwater was there i'm assuming this is indeed before the breakwater. The waves were choppier. It was yeah. more active. Yeah, to like have to like go out there and do all that. It's impressive. I totally know what you mean. But I get the sense that people back then were more fascinated with nature, in this case a whale, and yet also completely unconcerned about whether or not you should just kind of recklessly destroy everything. It seems, to, it seems like everyone's attitude was just one of, of just fascinated curiosity mm-hmm. with what was happening. There wasn't really any motive beyond the world was still being discovered. Who knew what was going on? And here's a whale. Let's bring it up and, and stand on top of it. In some reports, the whale lives for as long as three days on the beach, just agonizing there, collapsing and dying under its own weight as whales do when they're not in the water. But no, there was a great fascination with the beast, which is what they call it in the newspapers. A leviathan, they often called it in the newspaper. What is a leviathan? I'm, I'm really glad you asked. I believe it has something to do with the Hebrew Bible. And back then it was kind of more of like a serpent, resembling something more like a snake than what we think of a whale. And then over time, it just kind of evolved into just a term that we use to describe whales. But he didn't swallow Jonah, right? I was going to say, does he have a name? Who? Jonah? The whale. No, in Pinocchio, his name is Monstro, but I don't think he has a name in the Bible. In fact, in the Bible, I think he's a fish. He's not even a whale. Okay. Yeah, I see all the little, like, kids' versions of it. It's usually a whale. Yeah, I think so. There's a bit of whale erasure going on there where it's like, he doesn't even get a name. Yeah, it's weird the whales that get names. And this whale, with its name, well, we'll get into the name in a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll tease that part, just so people can keep listening after the break. Squarespace, do you want... (laughs) 
Who has time to go to the post office? Stamps.com, right? Yeah. You just go to their app and you put in what the kind of lifestyle you have and they'll send you vitamins, whatever that company is. Uh, oh, what's the one where they send you the box of food and then you make it? Uh, there's Blue Apron, HelloFresh. Oh, there's several. Yes, there's so many. Use promo code LONGBEACH to get 12% off. Okay. And we're back. If you're just joining us, Josh and I are talking about Minnie the Whale, Long Beach's famous whale skeleton that through the decades caused a lot of problems for a lot of nice people. Okay, where were we? Oh, yeah. So the whale, they didn't call it Minnie at the time. They called it the municipal whale or his whale ship. And they used the masculine. The first reference to Minnie that I could find was in the 50s. No one seems to know how it got that name. And they still don't know if it's a boy or a girl, by the way. Hmm. So, yeah, I got a serpent. Yeah, that's they're calling it Leviathan or they're calling it the creature or the beast or the monster sometimes. But it's a whale. Okay. So everybody's freaking out. So somebody buys the whale. But nobody knows who buys the whale. But they bought it from these kids. Or maybe they bought it from the other guys. Nobody knows. Both people said they got money for it, but nobody... How how much money? Well, they also don't know that. Sometimes it's $160. Sometimes it's $600. Sometimes the movers get a cut. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they also offered the young men property in Signal Hill pre-oil strike. So, but they turn that down and take the cash... But I, I somehow, I feel that that's apocryphal. Yeah, that's probably what it, they want you to think, because that's, that's, a, that's a tough one to miss. Yeah, for sure. So who bought it? Some citizens, sometimes it says. Sometimes it says a, a group of local businessmen. Sometimes it says a, a railroad syndicate bought it. And there's a little bit to back that up, because the next day in the L.A. Times and other area newspapers were ads about take the train to go see the whale that's on the beach in Long Beach. That kind of gives some credence to the argument that they was purchased by some railroad people. It absolutely does. But I also feel like if the railroad people had bought the whale and were using it as a way to get people to take the train around Southern California, which is the way to get around back then, I'm not really sure how it becomes Long Beach's property. I feel like if the train people had bought it, they would either keep it and like take it on tour or something Mm. or that it ends up completely Long Beach's property to do whatever it wants to makes me feel almost like it was some prominent businessman who wanted it in Long Beach. Mm. See, but I don't know. Okay. Do you know if they charged to like have people come see it, like some admission price or something? No, they did not charge any money at any point to come see the whale. It was just seen as like a tourist attraction, as a thing to put Long Beach on the map. Mm -hmm. And it really did. This was covered by every paper. This was like, come see the whale. A whale was found. They have a whale. Did you know? Did you hear about the whale? It's on the beach. Come see it. It's alive or it's dead or something. And so people did. It was a 63-foot-long fin whale dead on the beach. Who wouldn't want to go see it? Josh, if there was one on the beach today, a 63-foot fin whale, would you go see it? Uh... Just like the thought of what that would smell like is not something that interests me. I don't think I would. Oh, 
Okay, so this whale, this whale on the beach is a sensation. It is definitely the it whale of 1897. It's the mussy event of the season. People were coming from all over the Southland on train. They had horse-drawn tally hose running shuttles from downtown Long Beach to the whale and back again. It was intense. And if the whale wasn't dead before, well, it's dead now. And after a couple of days of sitting in the sun on the beach, just sitting there dead, this gigantic whale started to smell. And it smelled big time. It was the stench smelled round the whale. <laughs> yeah, that, that took me about five minutes to write. It was the stench smelled round the whale. So what to do? Everybody loves the whale. Everybody wants to come see it, but no one wants to smell it. So they hire a barber. They hire a barber who used to be a taxidermist. They get the barber. They say, we got this whale here. Can you help us out? And he says, not a problem. So he and the crew, they get together and they chop off all of the skin and the blubber and all of the, the hairy filtration system where he, he catches his krill. And they just strip him down. They take all of the whale meat and blubber and they bury it in the sand there. And they take the bones and they construct this giant iron vat and they boil the whale bones in this vat on the beach to get the bones clean and i don't know if they made soup out of it josh that is a good question i was gonna ask really? what they did with uh, oh i was gonna ask what they did with all the meat and blubber like did they sell it off no they just buried it sometimes they say that they burned it but okay. they construct this giant galvanized iron cauldron i was gonna ask about that too yeah if, if that's okay no, you, it's a good did question. They, did they like make it from scratch? Did they make it specifically for this, or did they find like a giant the vat? Vat that could, yeah, because I, I would have to imagine it was pretty big. You'd probably have to make it custom. You know, I mean, in the the newspapers and the the books, they just kind of gloss over where they got this vat. <laughs> I know what you mean. I feel like back then they might have like bigger vats. You know, yeah. you know, they were doing more <laughs> sure. stuff like that. But at the same time, maybe they're also used to like building quick vats, you know, like we need a vat over here. And they're like, hey, no problem. Yeah, they had a vat guy, you know. And so, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know exactly how they did it, because it seems like you'd have to have a pretty big fire to mm -hmm. boil that. So, yeah, they take the bones, which are now pretty clean. And they put them on display in Lincoln Park there in downtown Long Beach. But it wasn't called Lincoln Park back then. That happened later. At the time, it was called Pacific Park, and it was beautiful there, Josh. It's big palm trees, huge old eucalyptus trees. There were peacocks. There were pea fowl, just generally. It's just a beautiful park near the beach, downtown, in an exciting, growing city. And now, the cherry on top of the cake, a 63-foot whale skeleton in a pavilion. And it quickly became the city's calling card, one of the main things Long Beach was known for, and an object of great civic pride. Newspapers talked about it with real excitement. Kind of sounds strange now to think about a whale skeleton having such an impact, but it's true. This whale was a big deal for Long Beach. Which brings us, Josh, to the end of part one. What will happen to Minnie the Whale when we come back to the next episode? Yeah, uh, that's, that's for fate to decide. Will she go to World War II? Will she end up perishing in a space shuttle accident? We don't know. But in many ways, Minnie's history is the history of Long Beach in the 20th century. But in most ways, it's not that at all. It's just what happened to some bones. <laughs> you know? Anyway, so stay tuned, everybody, for the next episode next time. Bye. See ya.